Hey guys, this is Nils. I just did a live stream with Aaron Magnuson, uh, my co-host for the Social Media Church podcast, and uh, it was great recording, and I think it's very timely. So I'm going ahead and like the last podcast, releasing this now, trying to get as much timely uh, content out there in this season uh, that I could hope can help as many ministry leaders as we can uh, during this time. So hope this is helpful for you. Um, great conversation. Love Aaron's leadership. Listen in on the conversation now. All right, and we are live, and I have my friend who you probably recognize from other live streams and from the Social Media Church podcast, Aaron Magnuson, online campus pastor at One and All Church in Southern California. Aaron, welcome to my social channels live. Thank you. What's up, everybody, on Nils's channels? Yeah. How and many we'll, places are we right now? You're going so, live to so many places in this season, like all the places. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, not Instagram. I always say Instagram uh, because I can't go to Instagram because they won't let us stream to Instagram. Uh, yes. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Periscope. Uh, so Fantastic. We're in all the places. How many? How is Periscope doing these days, by the way, before we dive into this thing? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I would say that I'm getting, and it's interesting, we'll have however many watch live right now, uh, but we... But I, I get about 10 times the views after it's live. And Periscope is actually, and it's Twitter live streaming essentially, sure. uh, getting uh, about 200, 300 views uh, per video after the fact. So I would say it's decent. Now, I have the largest following on Twitter because I'd invested so much in that years back, but it does have less attention. And so it's kind of give and take there uh, with that. And so YouTube kind of has the longest long tail effect and and linkedin has had pretty good engagement depending on the topic so i'm i'm leaning in heavily to live streaming right now and to the Streamyard platform and uh, i'm enjoying it but aaron i want to talk about you and your life of being an online campus pastor where you were a campus of one and all church and now you are the campus of one and all church what what has your life been in that seat over the last two to three weeks well, it's it's been crazy, uh, first and foremost. Uh, definitely lots of questions. And I think the, the biggest benefit for me is a ton of things that I've been working on um, with other departments at One and All. Uh, and now all of those projects got sped up. Uh, things like getting online community groups going and, and how they function and uh, helping our, our youth get online and get some services going that way. And so there's just a lot of focus. We even have uh, our kids team making content every week. And I think the most exciting part about it is not only are these things happening where we're thinking online first, because you have to, um, yeah. it's been a value add to each of those teams. So each of those teams come out of the studio after recording uh, three weeks worth of content in two hours, yeah. uh, knowing that it's gonna have a massive impact, knowing that it's gonna live on uh, on YouTube, like you talked about YouTube having that long tail, yeah. knowing that people are gonna encounter the gospel message uh, long after the fact when what they were used to was putting in all this work for this wonderful experience on the weekend, but then next week we got to do it all again. And so um, for them to get into the studio, get in front of a camera, uh, record a whole bunch of stuff that they know is going to live on has been a value add. And that's been really fun to see. So there's kind of a rejuvenated excitement uh, amongst our staff doing something new, uh, doing different rhythms and 
what's helpful to me as well is lots of creative ideas coming from people who have never thought this way before. So after our first weekend of being exclusively online, uh, people coming back with these really incredible ideas that I would have never thought of uh, because they're looking at it through their lens first. So a lot of innovation in the church, a lot more willingness to take risks and a lot of projects that I was driving that I don't have to drive so hard anymore. Yeah. Well, and I think too, what the advantage of other people paying attention to is they've got fresh eyes. And so when we're living in a day to day, we can get into a rhythm of keeping up. And then when somebody else is all of a sudden looking at it uh, new, uh, they've got fresh eyes. And so I think that's a, that's a really great perspective on what we do online. And and I think what's going to happen with a lot of churches is, they're developing behaviors now that aren't just to get through this season, but are establishing a rhythm uh, that will continue beyond uh, these these quarantine days. Uh, Aaron, let's get practical uh, about what you're doing. So online worship services, what are you doing uh, and what's different than what you were doing before now that things are the quarantine? Biggest difference. Our our lead pastor, Jeff Vines, learned that he can preach to a camera with nobody in the audience. Uh, And that that for me as the online pastor was the biggest win uh, because, well, he learned two things that first weekend we did that, that he could do that, preach to an empty room, just to a camera. Uh, And then when he was watching himself, he had the realization that, wow, this is really impactful. Like you could actually just hand somebody a link a house church in New Zealand, he, he's big in New Zealand and Australia, you could hand somebody a, a, a link and yep. they could do church in their house. Now he's thought about house churches before, but I don't think he had ever connected the dots that you could actually run your own service with everything that you need, whether yep. you had somebody in your house that is a gifted teacher, you, yep. you don't have to worry about that. You can just facilitate yep. a room, pl- push play whenever you're ready to do it, Uh, And you have church in a box, essentially. Uh, And then the third thing that he realized was, wow, uh, we run five services at one and all. And he is preaching at least three of those uh, every weekend. And he realized, wow, Saturday night, my weekend's done. Uh, I can come in and start working on my next week's message uh, during Sunday. And I have no responsibilities. Um, And so that speaks to the rhythm that you're talking about where teams are learning that digital actually helps sustainability uh, and you still get a great product. And so um, that's, that was how the message went. Now we just ran a normal weekend service uh, with nobody in the room. We had our, except for our, our production team, captured it, streamed it. And then we just continued to restream that out over the course of the weekend. And And that's been our rhythm. The first service was live and then all the rest were rebroadcasted for that first service simulated live. Yep. That's yep. right. So, yep. uh, sustainability that way. Now we haven't really strayed creatively. That's not true. The next week. So this will be week three of filming stuff. And actually this week, okay. uh, yep. we're actually doing some pre-recorded stuff. So we're not even yep. doing stuff that's live streamed, yep. uh, but still on the stage. And our philosophy is that we wanted to create in all of the chaos and all of the change, a place of familiarity for our church. Yep. Uh, so continuing to keep the stage, continuing to keep Pastor Jeff in, in the same spot. Yep. Um, 
But what we did the second week is we brought in uh, a, a guy named Cody, uh, and he's somebody that we contract out. He has his own film company. He's, he yeah. attends one and all. He actually leads worship on our team. Uh, and he brought in some extra cameras, set them up creatively so that there was some faster uh, cuts because when you're watching something online, you also learn, oh, people can't just watch the one shot for – X number of minutes and even yeah. two shots isn't really great. So we had a couple moving shots. We even had one that was coming in from behind him. And so there, so it was filmed a little bit more creatively, but it was still a live broadcast and, and done on stage. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to push a little bit more, even yeah. thinking more creatively. I know there's yeah. some churches doing different things, but um, yeah, for people to see, Oh, we could do this differently. Yes. Uh, that has been really great. Interesting. And what, um, what, so what are you seeing on the attendance side? Are you seeing a massive spike? Are you seeing uh, any big shifts? And are you seeing more on Facebook, YouTube, church online platform? What, what are you seeing different from normal weeks? Yeah, so definitely more of more in all places. Okay. Uh, our, where we are trying to drive people is to our website first, because yep. uh, we know that they're going to have the best experience watching from our website. Now it is a little bit interesting because a lot of people uh, understand how have smart TVs and they understand how to cast to their TV. And so um, we have actually moved away from all of our TV apps and we're saying, Hey, follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, use the YouTube app. If you have a smart TV, go there. And what's great about that is uh, the live comments uh, pop up onto mm. their TV. So there's still some immersion that's happening, even if yeah. they're not watching on a computer where they can type out a response. Uh, they can be doing that from their phones or whatever. Um, but a lot of people are, are in a house, they're watching with people yep. and they want to cast up there. So we, we just go to three places, our website, which is backed by YouTube, but uh, church online platform, which comes from Life Church. Yep. Uh, we go to YouTube and then we go to, to Facebook. All of those numbers across the board have gone up. Yeah. Um, and then all ultimately resulting in our weekend number going up online. Uh, but it is difficult to, to, to measure that against, and, and Nils, you talked about analytics and you've done some great videos already, uh, during this time of how should we be measuring these things? We have our own, uh, way of calculating what a butts and seats number would be. Um, but it is a little bit different than a normal weekend for me as well, because, uh, now we need to be making the assumption that people are hosting watch parties in their house or at least watching with their family. And so I don't exactly know after I present my number to our executive team, how they calculate it out. I'm sure they have some sort of a, a multiplier, but, uh, so the numbers are, are way bigger, obviously. Um, but it's tough to gauge the, it against our physical attendance numbers. So, so Aaron, just so you know, and, uh, and, and I'm doing this to interview you, but I want to share some things that we're working on yes. at company. Uh, we are creating a landing page site that any church can come to and, and a bunch of resources. And one of those is how to effectively count, uh, creating an apples to apples with their, with their physical church attendance. So we looked at a lot of churches that we have access to and, uh, to their data. And, and what we came to is, is typically the number that, that online churches use, um, and and what what I'm what I'm encouraging pastors to do is to take your church physical church attendance uh, and take the number of minutes that you that people are in that service and take it multiply it by ninety percent. So know that people walk in late. So the average person in the seat is there for 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 ninety percent of the service. 
So you take that number, whatever 90% of the search, if it's an hour, then you count like say 50 minutes. Does that make sense? 90, 90, 90 might be generous for our church. I'll, I'll throw that out there. I'll throw a little shade on our congregation. Church <laughs> place, but I'll take 90. I think it's fair. Like get, give your physical attendance a percentage. Um, and so you can basically say, here's yeah. total minutes experienced in our worship service. That's what you want to compare. You want to compare minutes to minutes rather than seats to seats. Um, and, and so so then the number typically in online is 1.8 is the is the agreed upon number that most people have come to of the multiple. Now, what we found at Dunham, just trying to make a comparison of how many families are watching and talking to some churches and what they're seeing in numbers, is the number we're recommending in this season is 2.75. Uh, okay. So if anybody's thinking how they're going to measure, it's a multiple of minutes watched um, by a multiple of 2.75 uh, is, is what we've kind of found that it's almost one extra person, uh, per household, uh, big. Is, is watching. It's, it's a significant increase. Now it's not an exact science, uh, but, sure. but I would say it's as close as we could come in this season, trying to give churches and pastors a real understanding of their engagement. So just thinking about that off the top of my head, the numbers that we have deemed as our kind of butts and seats number, if you did that 2.75 multiplier on it, it would be remarkable growth. Uh, from from our uh, traditional weekend physical campus, yeah. which online is included in that attendance, remarkable growth. Yes, um, and it's it's that's great, man. That's great. I I think I think we're having just a lot of people, even somebody who lives in this, is having to figure out some new things in this yeah. unique stage. Um, and I I mean personally, I don't love what's happening with coronavirus, but I love what it's forcing churches into and what I believe the long-term effects are going to be. So Aaron, let's go beyond the, the worship experiences. Yep. What are you doing for small groups in this season? What were you doing before and what's maybe changed in that area uh, now? This has been one of the, one of the best areas uh, of growth for our church, I feel. Um, and, and transparently our bottom of the funnel metric for are one and all online is are the online community groups growing? Uh, and so now we have taken every single physical community group and resourced them to make them an online group. And so we're talking hundreds of groups here, um, hundreds, not thousands um, of groups that are now meeting online and we've resourced them that way. Uh, we've encouraged them to go out. And so some of that was my legwork. A lot of it was our community team's legwork of, of communication and, and Re asking me for resources in my opinion, but they've done a great job of helping make that transition. So right now, all of our community groups that we're meeting uh, are now meeting digitally. Uh, so my number had, uh, my bottom of funnel grew a lot, but uh, we'll see what happens, how many of them stick. But the other thing that it's done is it's helped us think, okay, uh, how, how do we get people into these groups? Uh, and so it's cleaning up my funnel really nicely again, because it's uh, stuff that I've been working on. But now that the primary focus is there, it's like, wow, we never thought about if we want people to get into online groups, this yeah. is not very clean and we need to make it easier. And so one of the things that we've added is we, we go through seasons here. So we have groups that meet for X number of weeks. Yep. Um, and we call that a quarter. Uh, and then they take a break because we feel that uh, community groups that have a healthy break and then come back, it gives people a chance to offboard who maybe uh, are, are in a different season or they don't want to be in that group. Yeah. Um, but 
for online, it's a little bit different because our capacity is really almost always open. Yeah. And unless we're going through like a book study or something, uh, people could really join at any time. And so we've come up with this new rhythm of not having finite signup times, but having some groups that are open all the time. And so people can go to a URL and they can actually take actionable steps right away instead of having to wait for the next season of community to open. Uh, and so ultimately what we want to see at one and all is people go from a digital experience online uh, to hopefully meeting Jesus if they haven't already, but getting into um, like a Facebook group or some sort of an online uh, community in a larger sense. And then from there, helping them get even more connected, whether that's serving or joining a community group. But you were asking what other rhythms have happened. What's been great is our campus Facebook pages. So yep. each of our physical campuses has their own Facebook page. Our campus pastors have been regularly going live in there. Uh, okay. And I got to celebrate, uh, uh, one of our pastors, whose name is Matt Chavez, yesterday he hopped on Facebook Live and he um, he's very animated on camera. So he plays well, but he's uncomfortable. He's not used to this rhythm. Uh, yeah. And he was just uh, he, he had a time of prayer. And then he's like, hey, and when I personally don't know what to pray, I actually play the piano. I'm not a very good singer, but yeah. I just come over to this part of my house. So he's showing the inside of his house. He's showing what his quarantine experience looks like. And he sets he props his camera up, sits down at the keys and starts playing and, and worshiping. And so uh, it, on Facebook Live. And so what's been great is the walls and access to some of our staff that weren't used to this rhythm. Now it's all gone. Uh, and yeah. people are really be, being able to intimately connect with them. And even when church starts meeting again physically, I have a feeling they are enjoying this so much they, and they understand the value in doing it, that they're just going to do more of this anyways. Yes. I, I love it, man. I, I, one of the things that I, um, I, you know, I heard today, I was, I was just talking to Redeemer Church here in New York uh, earlier today, and they were saying one of the things they did is they bought a ring light, a tripod, and a Rode microphone for all of their campus pastors' iPhones uh, so that they could do oh, that's awesome. from their homes. So they've got five, they call it their churches um, here in the city. So they're independent churches, but they they basically hold, you know, uh, give them that, that resource in this season to easily do Facebook Live, increase the quality without them having to really think about it. Uh, I love that. I love I love the creativity that that we're seeing in this season um, in helping pastors who who don't you know geek out to some of the newest technology. They're not interested in that. They're interested in ministering to people. Yes. Um, and so making it as easy as possible for them and creative ideas around that. Aaron, anything else between Sundays uh, that you guys are doing or trying or experimenting in the, in this season? Yeah. Um, one of the things that we're doing more, so less on a, on a personal individual side, but more on like a team side, we have a, a our worship band has a, a their own Instagram account. And so they actually came up with different shows that they're going to do every day. Uh, they did one yesterday. They had a, a tiny mic show. I do not know where they found this. I thought it was fake at first, but they have like a miniature microphone. It looks, it's about this big, but it's actually, it's actually a mic. It's probably like a lapel mic, but they've just made, built a microphone around it. And yeah. so they wanted the tiny mic show. Uh, and so they just posted in their stories, like a TV guide kind of graphic of when these shows are going to be coming out. Yeah. Uh, and so there's some really creative show style things that are coming out for, on our, on our Instagram accounts that aren't necessarily uh, branded around a person or a person's page. Uh, 
uh, yeah. but around our church's page and our and some of our uh, uh, ministry accounts yeah. um, that are just giving people something to consume. And I think one of the interesting things about this time is uh, we're so used to being so busy that when you finally get, at least this is true for me in my household, when I finally get a chance to sit down and watch a show like Survivor, uh, some days it's two or three days late. It's not in real time. Yes. What we're experiencing now is people are running out of content, which mm -hmm. is, I never thought that that would ever be true. Mm -hmm. uh, and what that's done is it's created space for people who wouldn't crack the top 10 of what people are watching uh, now they might give it a shot. And so yeah. when you're seeing people do Instagram live, Nils, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like, is Inst how do you even use it? Like, is it even effective? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now there's a space for it because people are bored. Uh, yeah. So um, Alamari, I think that's how you say that. Welcome. Uh, people are bored. And so thinking how your church can start creating some extra shows and it could be as simple as going live or doing yeah. like uh, our lead pastor wants to do a devotional every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there's some inclusion of worship. And so we've resourced him with the ability to do that, but we put out a schedule so that people know when this is coming so they can plan their days accordingly because we have all this freedom now. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like we're all living in high school again, but we don't have to go to school. It's like the summer of high school yes. and it's great for the first couple of days. And then it starts getting boring because you don't know what to do well, yep. let's as churches give people something to do yes i i love it man I, and i my hope is is i know that some of these rhythms aren't realistic long term yes uh, i hope a lot of these things stick of you know us realizing that man daily devotional that's a great idea uh let's do that every day um and and, and so in these shows the worship team doing a daily yep. show uh why not do that every day uh, after totally. the fact. so let's see let's try some things in this season and see see where it goes any any advice Aaron from what you're seeing and doing that other churches could be learning uh, that you're in the middle of right now from and Nils I, I, this is what I love about what you do and and what you've allowed me uh, to kind of step my foot into there's been a lot of churches uh, 10x who's calling me calling Nils so let's be very clear about that but there's churches who are now asking me, uh, hey, how do we do this online church thing? We've been streaming our services forever. And so I think one of the biggest practical takeaways now that you're doing church online, no matter what size you are, I've been celebrating my old church in Oregon. They're a church of 250. They meet in the middle school every weekend. They have uh, they, they re kind of remodeled a garage to be a studio. Um, and they, they've been broadcasting using StreamYard. Seriously, guys, StreamYard is the real deal. There's a reason that Nils keeps using it. There's a reason that you're watching this right now on StreamYard. Um, and so it's never been easier to broadcast, but we also need to have an action step off the back of the live broadcast, driving people somewhere and align that to what your church wants, align it to the context of your church. But that's been one of the cool things that people calling me asking, how do we do this? Uh, the two things are, how do we set up a team of volunteers to get in the chat section? Yep. Uh, and then empower those volunteers to be leading people somewhere off yeah. the back of the weekend. And for us, that's a Facebook group. We also have a discord server, but it's driving people somewhere, uh, not just consuming the content because there's faces behind the numbers now more than ever. And we really want to come alongside them. And that, that works okay in the comment section on the weekend, but it works even better when they encounter a live video in a Facebook group during the yeah. week. So have a next step that that's like the most important thing. I think people are learning 
off mm. the back of this coronavirus is where does community gather online and how do we get people there? Well, you get them there off the back of your weekend service, but they don't find it unless you're driving them there. Yeah, man, I love that. I love that. It's it's a unique day. Um, Aaron, one of the things that I have been, I, I, I've been overwhelmed by in the last 24 hours is after meeting and talking with Steve Gershevich yesterday is the heaviness yeah. that's going to come out of this quarantine of the increased depressions, increased suicides, increased PTSD. Yeah. Um, the church is needed more than ever. But the other thing he shared, Aaron, is that pastors are two times more likely to experience that because of the stress they're under. And yes. so and I, I pray that you take care of yourself in this season because you can't effectively lead others if you're not taking care of yourself. So That's I, right. Other pastors are being intentional about that to, to take care of themselves. I hope church members are taking care of their pastor. Uh, but I also think I hope pastors are leaning in in this time to uh, not take a break. This isn't time for vacation. Uh, yes. This, time to minister to your congregation where they're they're in great need uh, and minister to your community. And honestly, I think this is a time to grow your church. Uh, this is not a time where your church is, uh, has to dwindle. Uh, this is a church time where your church can be growing. So lean yes. in right now. Aaron, thanks for your leadership. Thanks for your friendship. Uh, excited for the journey ahead and appreciate the partnership. You got it.